Hunt.org. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Yep, and it's true. How you doing? It is. Uh, it's Trump Day. We're here already. Already Trump Day. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety two sons. Most stimulating talk. Now there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Austin serial bomber blew himself up. It wasn't like a whole Allahu Akbar thing, but. Police kind of figure out who this guy was. They were waiting to close in on him. He was hanging out in some motel just north of Austin. And uh, they watched him get in his car. They started to follow him. He saw that. They exchanged some gunfire. He blew himself up. Now, we don't know. We don't know if there are any other bombers, any other bombs, stuff like that. But 24-year-old guy, uh, obviously a nut. We don't know anything else. He was... uh, not in the military, none of that stuff, but he is now dead, right? And he is now dead. Second thing, I think you need to know, and this is, this is really incredible. They think you're stupid and I'm stupid. The city of Tucson had another retreat. Remember they had a retreat like a month ago or two or a month and a half ago. We talked about that. They had another retreat this time to try to figure out how do we stop the officers from leaving? How, how do we do this? They act as if they didn't know about this. And if they didn't know about this, they need to quit because they have no freaking clue. But they're trying to come up with a plan to pay the police officers here in Tucson more money to stop them from leaving. They're acting as if this is they just because they got called out publicly. I've been doing it. Finally, the TPOA did it. And now they're acting as if they, they're really on it. They're going to solve this problem. Geniuses. Uh, third thing I think you need to know. Do you remember? That uh, D-bag teacher out in California that bashed the military, said they were the lowest of the low, dumbest of the dumb, blah, 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 blah. Remember that guy? Gregory Salcedo? History teacher at El Rancho High School. He's a councilman in Pico Rivera, California. Well, apparently he has been fired. That's kind of a big thing. It's about time. He was fired. Uh, Apparently... Even in California, the Board of Education president said the school district there reached a unanimous decision to fire this guy, even in kooky California. How about that? Three things that I think you need to know. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Now, I just want you to know, yesterday morning at about 940, maybe you couldn't stick around. Why couldn't you? Do you have a life? Anyway, uh, there was a chance you may have missed it. Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams, it's an elected position. He's a Democrat. He's a former uh, TUSD teacher and whatever, blah, blah. He was elected as a Democrat to be the Pima County Superintendent of Schools. Got to be honest with you. I don't even know what the hell they do. I don't even know if they have any power. It doesn't matter. But he's the Pima County Superintendent of Schools. And he, it was reported, he didn't deny when I asked him about it. He was on the show. It was reported that he high-fived kids that were walking out of class to go protest guns last week, right? I fived him. I asked him about that. We'll get to that. It was kind of a lame answer. Well, I just wanted to, the kids need to know that we care about them and love them and blah, blah, blah. Whatever, right? All right? If you missed any of this, the the entire interview 
Don't listen to it during this show, but listen to it after the show. It's at knst.com. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. I tweeted it out on my Twitter timeline, at Garrett Lewis. It's also on my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. If you have the app, search Garrett Lewis. Gets you to my channel. So there's like 97 things, uh, 97 places you can go listen to that interview. You have no excuse to go listen. And it was really good. And I was very nice. People want to give me, you know, you're a brawler. Sometimes I am. And New York comes out of me. I just don't like people that are full of it. I call them out on it. Isn't that why you love me? Isn't that just one of the reasons? I think so. That? Is that a reason? Those are your good looks, I thought. I'm going to go with that, too. I like that. I like that. So. We're still looking for those people who say you have good looks. Shut up. I'm going away. Anyway, uh... I asked him a lot of questions about a lot of things, and he had some unique answers. Let's just put it that way. They were, I'm going to use this now, they were Sedgwickian. Rachel Sedgwick. They were, I don't think they were quite as crazy as Rachel Sedgwick. I just don't think that this guy had a lot of answers. Let's just put it that way. It's like things weren't thought through. And this is what is amazing to me. Things aren't thought through, yet you come out with, statements and decisions and high fives and policies. And yet you don't know all the facts to come up with an actual, real, legitimate solution. You know, you know what I'm saying? And that's what drives me crazy. Whether it's, it's all politicians, whether it's the superintendent of schools in Pima County, a state lawmaker, a governor, a president, a senator, or this. That, it's like, are you not looking at all the facts? And wh- I'm a talk show host in Tucson, Arizona. Of course, heard throughout the universe on the iHeartRadio app. But anyway... If I can figure out this stuff, and you may disagree with me or not, but I base, I base my opinion on all these facts. If I can come up with this stuff, why can't they? And that's their job to do it. That, that's what drives me nuts. There are some really special moments of this interview. And by the way, again, he's going to come. He actually told Ryan, did, he, did, he, did you talk to him or did you text him? No, I actually talked to him and his, uh, his assistant. Okay. And everything's set up for tomorrow morning. He's coming back because we ran out of time towards the end of the show, right? He ran out of time. He's going to come back on the show, which I'm very thankful for. Because I have so many more questions. Tomorrow morning at, what, 710? Yes, 710. You don't want to miss it. I think interviews on this show are unlike interviews on any other show. I think, you know what? He's the second person to come on the show besides Rachel Sedgwick, who, <clears throat> sorry, who's going to stand up and back what they say. Which is cool. Very gutsy. And we can agree to disagree. Yep, absolutely. And, that, and I respect that. And it's just damn entertaining. So anyway, there were some special moments of the interview that I thought. You think maybe Grijalva would get some... Uh... Some guts and come on, talk to you about stuff? Uh, no. I mean, I'll even do a live broadcast from a bar stool. That's where he likes to hang out. I'll engineer that. From a bar? <laughs> I'm in. I'll, I mean, I will do that. You can't stop me. You really, you really can't stop me. Um, so, I want to play a couple of highlights of this interview. Um, let's do number uh, 25 first. I thought this was interesting. Because you had one, it was a one-sided protest. And I get it, protest, of course, it's going to have one side. One side, it was it was anti-gun. It wasn't, and he tried to say the reason the kids were doing it, and they, he high-fived them, is because, and I didn't think the answer was that compelling, so I'm just going to sum it up for you. He said, I wanted the kids to know we, were, we cared about them. 
right? I want them to know we, we love them. We want to hear what they have to say. Well, that, that's just nice. What? Okay, sure, whatever. So I said, what about the other side? This is a one-sided protest. We know this. It was anti-gun. It wasn't even for the victims. He never even mentioned that, by the way. You notice that? He never said, well, they went out to protest, and I was excited because they want to honor the victims. He never said that. And that was, well, we, we were all sold that bill of goods. We were told, I mean, I didn't believe it. We were told it's going to honor the victims, 17 minutes. Well, and yet all kinds of, it was way longer than that. And with the sound bites we played for you of the CNN coverage, the MSNBC coverage, it was all about gun control. Remember that some of the kids were like, P, if somebody wants a gun, they have to prove that they need that gun. And remember those? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I want you to hear this. Um, Oh, wait, wait, no, let's do 23. I'm sorry, let's do 23 first. 23. I thought this was very interesting. Here we go, listen. So if students said, we want to have a pro-life walkout to draw attention to that, would you be okay with that as well? You know, that's just something that I wouldn't be sure about. You know, those are different views that are have nothing in, in regards to the gun violence. So at this time, I can't really give you an answer as far as if it was a pro-life walkout or uh, any other walkout, but I can tell you that. When it comes to gun violence on campus, I am uh, 100% uh, in favor of having these discussions and then okay. talk. And I get it, but to me, it's like, so you're okay with the anti-gun walkout. But again, so you're telling me if it was a conservative cause, you wouldn't be behind it. Because remember, the whole reason I, I asked him, why are you high-fiving? What's going on? Why was this okay? Well, because well, kids, they wanted to talk, and I want to make sure they knew we loved them and we wanted to hear them. What, you don't want to hear the ones that are pro-life? That's okay. You know what? I gave him a chance. He put his cards on the table. Now you know exactly where he stands, right? I thought that was very interesting. And then I thought these were very, very interesting as well. 26, 26. Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams on the show yesterday. uh, And he'll be again on the show tomorrow at 710. Listen to this. Um, do you think that gun-free zones invite people to come in and shoot people because they know nobody can stop them? You know, I don't think so. I think what we have here is, I think we have a much deeper issue. I think we need to start talking about uh, what are we doing for mental illness in the schools? What does that look like? Looking at a needs assessment for, are we making sure that students are um, available of resources, are they? do they have an outlet to have a discussion? Um, so much of our time in school today is centered around standardized testing and very little about the, the, the holisticness or the, the mm. really the mental feeling of our children. And those are the conversations that I am starting to kind of ask about and think about. So when we saw the governor's plan that had uh, – the dialogue of mental illness in it, that was very enthusiastic, very promising. Holisticness. Again, I asked him originally, do gun-free zones, do they work? Do they invite shooters in? Those kinds of... Well, that was the answer. And he kind of went on and drifted on to something else. Now, there's one more I want to play for you on the other side. And then we'll do more at 710 and get your reaction at 710. But there, it's, it was just really incredible uh, because it, it's just frustrating to hear people that are in positions to cre- uh, of power to create policy and influence and impact have literally no idea about the facts. 
I, it's just just observation. It's not a personal attack. It's just, but it's frustrating. And I, you know, I'm going to ask him about this tomorrow as well. And I'm sure if he never listened to the show, he's listening right now. And I appreciate it, Dustin. I appreciate you having the guts to come on the show and answer these questions. I mean, I believe you should, you're an elected official. You shouldn't run from it. You should stand up for everything you believe in. But uh, the question is, why do you believe this stuff? Where are the facts to back up your beliefs? Anyway, we'll continue. There was another, uh, wait till you hear the next one. The next gun-free zone question. You heard that. Wait here the next one coming up in about uh, five minutes. 621 Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. All right, it's 629. Thank you for hanging out. So, uh, listen, the weather, it is warming up. You know they're getting another Arctic chill blast of snow on the East Coast? Another one? This global warming thing is just crazy. It's just so warm that they're getting all this. You don't understand. It's warm in other places, causing the snow to happen. I love that. You know, it's warm in places to cause the snow to happen. I actually have a story in my prep about um, the fudging of the numbers to try to make it look as if we are destroying the planet. Of course, for power purposes, to get more funding for these eggheads that can't get a real job in the world. Uh, all kinds of reasons to tax us. Anyway, 50 outside right now. Sunny and 84 today. 91 tomorrow. Then back down to 80 on Friday, 79 Saturday, 78 Sunday. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, now, let's play uh, one more soundbite right here. Uh, this again, Pima County Superintendent of Schools, Dustin Williams. Well, more at 710. But Pima County Superintendent of Schools, Dustin Williams. Um, on, and this this is, uh, this is really incredible stuff. Uh, let's do number 27. More about gun-free zones. After he was like, I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, gun-free zones, yeah, no. Anyway, here we go. So all of these shootings at schools are where the schools are gun-free zones. You don't see a correlation there. I don't. Uh, you know, we see shootings all over the nation and in areas where there's gun-free spots, and, and, and we still see things happening like that. Yeah, so that, that's, that's the point. Don't, don't you want people to be able to defend themselves? Or do you think it's a deterrent if they, they realize somebody could have a gun inside there? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good question. It's a good point. I mean, is, is there opportunity to have these conversations with our stakeholders in the oh, community? Man. I think absolutely. I mean, to just say that we're not going to have a, a discussion about it is, you know, I think that would be unfair to the voices of all people. Now, there, there, we left that like three or four seconds of silence in there because he didn't know what to say. Right away, he was in gun-free zones. They're fine. But then when you early ask him about it, well... Hmm. Hmm. Now, at 7.10 this morning, you'll hear his response. And you'll hear my question. We wanted to make sure nothing was taken out of context. So I, Ryan, edited these in this particular way. I asked him if he'd put a gun-free zone sign in front of his home, like right there, right in the rock, because there's no lawns. This home is a gun-free zone. Would he do that? Because, again, gun-free zones are fine. I mean, it. you know, what do you want? Schools are gun-free zones. Wait till you hear his answer. Oh, boy. That's at 710 this morning here on KNST. And remember, tomorrow morning at 710, Dustin Williams will be coming back on the show to continue the conversation because we just ran out of time. I have more questions for him. So you don't want to miss that. All right, coming up in about uh, six minutes, uh, Tucson City Council. They They had another retreat. I mean, why not, right? They had another retreat to try to figure out what to do with this crisis. Now there's a full-blown crisis. 
as if they didn't know about this, about police officers leaving the city of Tucson. Again, they're at the lowest staffing levels they've been since the 1980s. Since the 1980s. Same staffing levels they've had uh, today that they had in the 1980s, and there are many more people here. What is going on? And Chief Magnus, the crap that this guy tweets out, holy... You know, they really need to see if they want to save face, they fire this guy and get a real police chief in here. I'll explain what happened coming up at about six right now. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Getting to work and realizing, you know, more than everyone else feels good. The morning ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yeah, 640. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. And this is uh, this is pretty good stuff right here. Number one, the Austin bomber, the serial bomber, blew himself up late last night because police were closing in on him. They found who they wanted. They knew it was him. He exchanged gunfire. Then uh, he blew himself up. 24-year-old guy. That's all we know. Now, authorities don't know if there are other bombs out there in Austin. They don't know if there were other people that were helping him. But that guy is uh, is dead. He is dead. No virgins for that guy. What a, what a dirtbag. Uh, second thing. I think you need to know, that, and we'll get more of this in a second, but the Tucson City Council, they they are now working really hard. They are like, now, now that it's public, more than just you and me knowing about it, we talked about it on the show, now that everybody's talking about how short-staffed the police department is in Tucson, now they're trying to solve this problem. They wanted it to happen. Uh, they had a retreat trying to figure out where they could find more money to pay police officers to stop them from leaving. Yeah, good luck. Uh, one way to stop them from leaving that will actually not even cost any more money is to fire Magnus. We'll get into that in a minute. Third thing, I think you need to know, uh, and this is uh, this is really, really good news. Uh, remember that California teacher, Gregory Salcedo, the one that was caught on camera, taped by a student, recorded, I should say. No, they don't tape anymore. Recorded by a student, he said, uh, you know, the military, they're the dumbest of the dumb, the lowest of the low, and he cursed about him and everything else. Uh, well, he was fired by his school district. Yes. Fired, which is awesome. If anybody deserved it, that guy did. Am I right? Yes. Finally, people getting exactly what they deserve. Three things I think you need to know. Very quickly, by the way, what are you doing on Easter Sunday? I can say that I married somebody like that. I was going to say having a a nice... uh... A nice roast. Are you? At my in-laws. Making them do something for once, huh? Exactly. There you go. It's always, well, I'm just letting you know. If you want to do something a little bit different, you know, fun, kids are going to like it, uh, you can uh, celebrate Easter Sunday at Old Tucson. Buy one, get one free admission. Plus, you get, of course, the Old Tucson signature stunts. The kids love that. There'll be kitty rides. There'll be petting zoo. And you can enter for a chance to win a four-pack of tickets right now at knst.com. Good luck. Uh, 7.10 this morning. We'll get back into the, uh, the re- your reaction. And more sound bites of the Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams. The things that he said about gun-free zones and other stuff on this show yesterday were um, <clears throat> very, very interesting. And he'll be back on the show tomorrow morning at seven ten because we have more more things to uh, to talk about. I'm glad that he has agreed to come back on the show. Good for him, right? So anyway, we'll get to that. Now this is uh, this is incredible stuff right here. We've been talking about the city of Tucson. Ignoring the problem of police quitting, police not being happy for months, right? I know I've had officers talk to me. I I have sources among sources among sources. All this stuff is happening. Now, they're quitting because 
I mean, is it pay? Maybe it's pay, and they can get a few more grand here and there other places. But I think also a big reason they're they're paying, uh, they're they're leaving, is because of Chief Magnus. Um, the city council has realized this has gone on for a long time. The chief has known about this. He acknowledged it months ago. He even said, oh, yeah, we're losing on average eight officers a month. That's 96 a year. We can round it up to 100 if you want. If you're losing 100 police officers a year and you're replacing them with, like, what, what was it, like 20 from the academy? And it costs, by the way, it costs so much money to train a police officer. You may as well just pay him an extra few grand. Why? For the city council to act like, oh my God, we have to solve this problem and solve it now, as if they didn't know about it, is insulting. It's insulting to your intelligence. It's insulting to my intelligence. They knew about this. They knew this would happen when they hired Chief Magnus. The guy is a social justice warrior. He's not a police chief. When the guy was standing outside uh, of his old job in Richmond, California, with the Black Lives Matter group, holding up the sign that said Black Lives Matter, and he's trying to do, he's trying to be on their side. They literally hate cops. That should disqualify you from getting any job as a police chief across the country. But what happens, City of Tucson, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll hire you. Oh, yeah. So I've been talking about it like crazy. Magnus avoids me like the plague. I mean, I've never in my life, in all my years in radio, uh, seen a police chief hide like this guy. I mean, if, if some talk, if some loudmouth talk show host is, uh, you know, claims he knows everything and knows a lot, and if the chief knows that the talk show host is wrong about things, the chief would knock on the door and say, listen, man, I get it. Let me just set you straight. And that's cool. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I'm not. So Magnus has overseen people quitting like crazy. The fact that they're losing eight officers a month. If we had a city council and a mayor that actually gave a crap about public safety, they'd have called him in in a heartbeat and said, hey, Chris, why is this happening? What are you doing to stop this? We can't have the public safety take a hit like this, right? We, we can't do it. But they don't care. They let it go. They let it go until a Tucson police officer, Sergeant Tony Archibald, who is also part of, of the TPOA, the police union, until he got up there at a city council meeting, what, last week? And said, listen, we are losing officers like crazy. This is not good. Blah, 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 blah. All of us, oh, okay. We didn't know about any of this. Wink, wink. Now we're going to try to solve it. Oh, yeah. What a bunch of garbage this is. What a bunch of garbage. You know, it'd be cool if High Pants press release Bud Foster actually went to his uh, buddy, Mayor Rothschild, or maybe Regina Romero, and said, did you not know that you guys were losing all these officers? And let them answer and say, well, if you did know, or if you didn't know, how could you not know? I mean, if he's, the chief said he's losing eight a month, did he, should you go after him and hold him accountable as to why he didn't update you? Or if you did know, what have you been doing to try to stop it? What have you been doing? Why are you just working on it now? That's what a real journalist does. But Bud is a, is a guy that just wants to uh, do good stories for his buddies. Run cover for him. That's it. Let's play the Tony Archibald soundbite. So, but the first one, 32, yeah, when he talks to Tucson News Now, uh, this is the guy that uh, spilled the beans at the city council meeting. And, and he, you know, it's like, really, guys, how long are you going to ignore this? Uh, the Tucson City Council had another of their awesome retreats. Um, it was a three-hour slot, it says here, 
where the members of the council talked about and asked questions to the city manager to figure out what they can do to try to retain officers, pay them more money, all this other stuff. And apparently they focused on two options. This is from Tucson News Now. One option, giving all employees in the city of Tucson a $1,000 increase in pay. All employees, not just the officers, all employees. The other was a 2.5% increase for employees that have worked for the city for two years or longer as of April 1st. If you work less, you get a 1% increase. But there's more to it. Anyway, uh, listen to what uh, Tony Archibald had to say. Here we go. The city just keeps on recycling uh, officers by allowing officers to go to other agencies. We essentially throw away $140,000 every yep. time we allow someone to go to another agency for a $5,000 raise. Yep. And it's time now that we have a little bit of money to really go out and uh, have an impact on the, the salaries for our employees that have stuck it out with us. That's the thing is that it costs 140 grand to train somebody, put them through the academy, everything else, 140 grand to the taxpayer. And then they leave. Any city would say, why is this happening? And it is the police chief. Look, that's just what it is. It's the police chief. I got, I got a message. Are you ready for this? This is awesome right here. So I get a message from someone on the Tucson police force. Are you ready for this one? If the city council wants to know what to do with the police department, they should ask us. I had a, and I won't say the position, but a particular position in the police department. Let's just say an employee at TPD. I had an employee at TPD tell us yesterday that patrol would forego a 25% race just to see Magnus leave and his policies go away. If that's not telling, I don't know what is. Hashtag fire Magnus. That's incredible, isn't it? One more uh, from Tony Archibald. Here we go. Listen to this. I think that it's a start. I think that uh, the mayor and the council have uh, figured out that there's money inside this budget to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And he continued to show the men and women of the Tucson Police Department and the city of Tucson citizens that priority number one is public safety. He's taking the high road. I mean, he could sit back. I'm sure, listen, this guy with TPOA, Tony Archibald, and he's a, he's a sergeant, he could sit back and say, hey, you know, shame on these guys and Regina Romero. Shame on them. Well, she's not a guy. She claims she's always attacked for her gender and ethnicity, which is such a bunch of crap. She's attacked because she's dumb. So she can, he could say shame on them for not doing anything when they knew about this until they had to be called out publicly. Shame on them. Uh, now, apparently city officials say Tucson has extra revenue, but they're looking at adding new revenue streams. More tickets. Wait till this. Wait till this happens. You guys in the police force, you want more money? Write more tickets. Mm-hmm. Bringing in new money by creating fire or park districts was talked about. Changing water rates, increasing fees for city services. Oh, everything's raising taxes. Everything's raising taxes. Uh, it all starts with Magnus. Let me tell you, Magnus actually tweeted yesterday. I love when people tweet. I mean, people, honestly, listen, I love social media, only the fact that I can reach you, right? It's like direct mail. 
I remind you, it, it's cool. We could talk back and forth. Other than that, people are dumb as hell to put their personal opinions because it's everything they're saying and it's held against them and there's no getting away. It doesn't go away. Magnus took a picture of the geniuses at the city council and a manager holding their retreat in a city building yesterday, right? And he writes, city council retreat to further study options for the 2018-2019 budget. Choices with limited financial resources are never easy, but I hope police retention and competitive compensation is a high priority. Now you do. You've been losing, you admitted we were losing people like crazy. Why haven't you been publicly calling for the city to find more money to help out your guys? Right? I have another one I'll get to. He tweeted out a story from the New York Times. This is Magnus. This is how much of a, of a, of a social justice warrior Magnus is. There was an opinion piece in the New York Times uh, that said it calls for people to be fined based on their income, right? So if you're poor and you get a speeding ticket, pay $8. If you're rich, pay $8,000. Just an example. Magnus tweets out the story and says, a provocative and interesting perspective on achieving equity when it comes to punishment. Does it mean equality? Anyway, a billionaire and a nurse shouldn't pay the same fine for speeding. Okay, 653 will continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. 708 right now on this Trump Day, March 21st. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes. Ryan, that text you just sent me, is that what we, we talked about this story in the past regarding Magnus? Is it new? Is there a new allegation? We'll get to that. Check it. We'll get to that. Anyway, there are three things that I think you need to know. Ryan's sitting four feet from me, and he's sending me texts about stuff. <laughs> Usually it's just pictures. Anyway. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the... Austin serial bomber has blown himself up. Happened late last night. They've identified him now, just minutes ago, as named Mark Anthony Condit of Pflugerville, Texas. Pflugerville is just north of Austin. See, I lived in Waco. Waco was an hour and a half drive north on I-35, north of Austin. So you drive south, hour and a half, and you get to Austin. But before that, you hit up uh, Pflugerville, uh, probably about 20 minutes north of Austin, and Round Rock, which is probably at, yeah, about the same thing. 10, 15 minutes north of Austin. I think that's where everything went down. Anyway, blew himself up when cops closed in on him. They found who he was. They followed his car, and he uh, fired some shots and then blew himself up. They don't know if there are other bombs. They don't know if he had other help, so they're still looking. They're still looking uh, and examining, which is good, but at least he's dead. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the Tucson City Council had what they call a retreat. It really was a friggin' meeting. It was right there in the city council chambers. It's a meeting. Uh, The mayor, the city manager, they're trying to figure out what they can do to stop police officers from leaving Tucson. Now, as I've been told by many people, Magnus was hired to cut costs and to to just get rid of people. And now they're acting surprised that it happened and they're acting as if they didn't know about it. We need to solve this problem. There's a crisis. We are on it. They oversaw the whole thing. They lose eight officers a month and it's happened for a long time. And all of a sudden now... It's happened for over a year, and now all of a sudden they act like they care. Don't believe the hype with these these cheese balls. If you care about security, you'll vote all these people out. The mayor, 
the council members. And, and, you know, they could save face and just throw Magnus under the bus and fire him, but I doubt that's going to... They're on the same belief, man. It's just a big charade. Third thing. It's true. Third thing I think you need to know. uh, How about this one? Now, if you didn't hear about this, you know, illegal aliens can get driver's licenses uh, in Arizona. And Mark Brunovich actually was doing something okay, the attorney general here in this state. He was uh, suing to stop illegal aliens from getting driver's licenses, the DACA recipients. And the Supreme Court... Um, said, no, we are, we are not going to take up this case. Not going to do it. And I think that's messed up. And Trump is mad. He tweeted out, here we go, useless Jeff Sessions. Depart- Trump tweeted out, Department of Justice should have urged the Supreme Court to at least hear the driver's license case on illegal immigrants in Arizona. Should have sought review. The Supreme Court rejected our plea here in Arizona to stop issuing driver's licenses to they keep calling them dreamers. They're DACA recipients. They're not just... They're conf- the media is literally confusing. Listen to this sentence from the Fox News story. Supreme Court said it's rejecting Arizona's plea to stop issuing driver's licenses to young immigrants known as dreamers who are protected from deportation. Dreamers are not protected. DACA recipients are protected. And it says it two sentences down. The Trump administration is trying to end the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival Program, or DACA, but it's been blocked by federal courts. Dreamers are not protected. DACA, this, God, is the media stupid? Anyway, Trump says, yeah, Sessions and the DOJ should have said, listen, Supreme Court, you need to hear this. Because what happens when illegals get driver's licenses? Well, they can register to vote, too. How do you stop that? By the way, you know I had to show more ID and proof of citizenship and residency and everything to register my kid for Little League than people to vote. They care more about making sure... That you're not bringing in some nine-year-old to play with seven-year-olds or something like that in Little League than people that don't have the uh, the privilege to vote. Uh, it's just one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. But that's just me. All right, uh, three things, an extended three things I think you need to know. Now, Dustin Williams is the Pima County Superintendent of Schools. And maybe, and I think he won, we won him over yesterday. He was on the show at 940. Maybe he's a new listener now. Because generally, uh, people refuse to come on the show when they have listened because they realize there's no actual way to back up what they say. And when they get called out on it, it doesn't. it's not good for them. He came on the show. We only had a few minutes. He's going to come back on the show tomorrow morning at 710 to continue, which I'm very thankful and grateful for because I have lots of questions. And it's all about improving school security and protecting the kids, right? At least he'll talk. So... We, I did the interview with him, and it was very interesting, to say the least. And the whole interview is on my page at knst.com. It's on my Facebook page, on my iHeartRadio channel. It's all there. You have different ways to find it. Um, I asked him about gun-free zones. Right? Let's go back to 27 first. Actually, let's do 26. We'll do 26 and shorten it up. I, if you're just tuning in, this is very important. These are some highlights of, of what I asked him yesterday. Here we go. Listen to this. Um, do you think that gun-free zones invite people to come in and shoot people because they know nobody can stop them? You know, I don't think so. I think what we have here is, I think we have a much deeper issue. I think we need to start talking about uh, what are we doing for mental illness in the schools? What does that look like? Okay, so that he kind of avoided it. He said no. 
No, let's we could skip this one now. And let's jump up to uh to 27. 27. I continued, here we go. So all of these shootings at schools are where the schools are gun-free zones. You don't see a correlation there. I don't. Uh, you know, we see shootings all over the nation and in areas where there's gun-free spots, and, and, and we still see things happening like that. Yeah, think- so that, that's, that's the point. Don't, don't you want people to be able to defend themselves? or Do you think it's a deterrent if they, they realize somebody could have a gun inside there? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good question. It's a good point. I mean, is, is there opportunity to have these conversations with our stakeholders in the community? I think absolutely. I mean, to just say that we're not going to have a, a discussion about it is, you know, I think that would be unfair to the voices of all people. Now, I don't think he w- they want to have a discussion about it. Because right away, no, 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 gun-free zones don't invite shooters in. Right? No, no. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. You know, I don't... I don't I don't see a correlation between gun-free zones and the shootings that happen where there are schools, where there are no guns allowed. So people know nobody will be able to stop them. You can't stop a person with a gun if you don't have a gun. It'd be very difficult to do that. So uh, we left the silence in there, too, by the way, because he was literally thinking live on the air to come up with the answer. And listen, it's fine. But my thing is, why don't he's a superintendent of schools for Pima County, an elected official. He's a Democrat. Why don't they think of this stuff? Why don't they know these things? They should be studying this left and right. What else are you doing? Why is me? I'm a talk show host. I study this. Why do I doing more of your job than you are? And it's not just him. It's about all members of Congress. I mean, look, we've done this many a times. I remember when uh, Matt Hines running for Congress. He's doing it again. He was on the show a couple years ago, and I had him on. He was going against Martha McSally in CD2. And he had no idea that Obama was letting uh, 60-something thousand, it was like 68,000 criminal legal aliens back on the streets the last couple of years. And he was literally right. And there were signs like, are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm writing this information down. Wow. Okay. Cool. And like all the stuff about the fraud that's involved in the DACA application process. Whatever. We know more than they do, which is quite, listen, I'll take the compliments. But it's just some homework, Right. They don't do it. So then I asked him, this is, this is the, uh, the cherry on top right here. 28. 28. Um, listen, to, listen to this question, because this is the ultimate right here. You, know, you think gun-free zones are okay? Okay, listen, here we go. Would you put a big sign in your front yard, this home is a gun-free zone? Uh, you know what? I, 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 put a, I, I do have a sign. I have a sign in my yard that says... Uh, we have a security system. Um, now, why, now, why do you have that? Let me ask you this. Why do you have that sign there? Yeah, maybe to, to deter people from yeah. coming inside. You could look at it that way. That's a good point. Yeah. So but, would, you, would you, but if, you, if you're so confident, if you think it's not a problem, and you're okay with schools being gun-free zones, would you have your own home as a gun-free zone? Well, I do have a gun-free home. Well, okay, so would you have a big sign out there and tell people, this is a gun-free, my home has no guns, this is a gun-free zone inside this house? Um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that, that well, question. I don't know. Well, that, that's the uh, thing is that because you wouldn't want to put your family in danger by letting people realize I can go in there and have my way and can't be stopped, but people entrust their kids to go into your schools and their giant gun-free zones. They, people realize there's nobody in there that can stop me. Well, and I think that's the importance of having a, a good SRO system, 
a member of our community, whether it's part of the Sheriff's Department or part of the Tucson Police Department or any sort of policing organization, to let our, our professionals be armed. I think uh, most people understand that uh, SORs uh, can be armed and that uh, sheriffs and our law-abiding uh, professionals are armed. And I think at this point that probably would be sufficient and is sufficient, but when we don't have the funding to have these individuals in our school mm. or we don't have a good plan to make sure that we have uh, proper resources for the school, for the SROs. So I'm going to pick that up tomorrow. And I'm sure he's listening right now and people are going to tell him, but and I have no problem with that. But that's the question. And by the way, you can react to what you're hearing. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And I give him the kudos to come on. Right? I give, I, I respect him for doing that because not many people want to. Because I think they realize I only have a narrative and a point of view and I have no way to defend it, so I'm not going to waste my breath and get owned. However, I, I want to know, and I'll put this out there, and I'm sure Dustin is listening. Why is it okay? And I'm going to ask him this tomorrow morning at 710, right? Why is this okay? Uh, you say you would not put a gun-free zone sign in front of your own home, but you have no problem putting a gun-free zone sign at your school where other people's kids are. You don't want to put your own kids at risk. But you have no problem putting other people's kids and other human beings, staff members, teachers, you name it, janitors, as Rachel Cedric likes to point out. You have no problem putting them at risk. That's crazy, isn't it? That's freaking crazy. We have more to play, but I'd love to get... Yeah, it's an elected official. He was a, he ran. He's, he ran as Democrat, Ryan. Uh, he... What, what he was saying, I mean, I'm... I think I opened his eyes a little bit, but that's what's frightening is that these people run for these positions and what the hell do they do and what qualifications do they have, right? So there's more, but was that not just, I, I was astounded at that. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We have more to play. Your reaction to what he was saying. Do you even think he gets it though? Some people, do they not get what I was trying to, the point I was trying to make? Like he's not putting two and two together. Well, I don't see the difference. They have no problem having a gun. The school's a gun-free zone because, you know, but I'm not doing it for my house. It's like the limousine liberals. You can't fly as much. You can't use your air conditioner that much. You can't have a big car. I can, though, but you shouldn't. Leo DiCaprio lecturing, lecturing people on global warming, yet he has private jets, yachts, you name it. 721, we'll continue in five. Your reaction, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. 29, thank you for hanging out. Sunny, 84 for a high today, 91 tomorrow, but then drops back down to the upper 70s for Friday. See, I like saying that because it means we're going to get closer to Friday, which is cool. Don't forget, tomorrow morning at 710, Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams, the guy you've been hearing this, the highlights from yesterday, uh, he's going to be back on the show. I have more questions for him, and I'm very thankful he's coming on the show. Uh, let's start with Rocky. Rocky, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Hi, Rocky. How are you doing this morning? All right, Rocky, turn your radio down for me, buddy. Thank you. All right. I love hearing me. You don't don't get me wrong. It just sounds weird, though. Oh, okay. okay well, I didn't. Ahead. I thought I had it down far enough. So. <laughs> go ahead, buddy. Anyhow, I think that you know you asked a question about you think that we should arm you know protect our kids at school. I think so. You know, I think that every school should have a monitor of some sort, you know. And down here in Tombstone, we have a 
a uh, what do you want to call a law enforcement officer on our grounds. Okay, but what do you think about and what this guy was saying? You were telling Ryan what he, what what you thought of this guy. I think he's ignorant. He's never answered not one question. You know, saying directly to you. He just kept beating around the bush. I don't even think he knows where he's at. Yeah, well, that and thank you for the phone call, Rocky. Listening down in Tombstone, I agree with you. That's 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 why I keep saying it's just frustrating. These guys are in positions of power. These people, I should say, because there's women as well. They're in positions of power and influence and policy and can impact a lot of things. And it seems like they don't know what the hell they're talking about or doing. Uh, you know, I have another example of that real quick before we get to more calls. Before uh, Here's just another example, okay? Um, uh, where Where is that? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There is one question. Uh, when I asked him if he had any idea, it's a shorter one. Where the heck is it? I, I labeled it something di- different on my my end. Sorry. Idea about what? Oh, oh, number f- number twenty five. Number twenty five. Listen to this. Here we go. Well, what if they want to? I mean, that's the thing. You say you're asking them. They've actually volunteered and said, "I can do this. I know this." But aside from that, are you aware of how many states do allow teachers to carry concealed in this country? Um, up the top of my head, I don't have that answer. Okay, it's it's eighteen. 18 Eight, states. 18 out of, okay, 18 states. 18 states. So, like, um, there are over 170 districts in Texas. There's over 40 in Ohio. There's five in California. There's 12 in Colorado. I can go on and on. Sure. Um, in the state of Utah, they actually have a law that says any teacher can carry concealed, uh, and they don't even have to tell administration. And that's one state where you never hear of any any actual school shootings. So yeah, that my point of, of, of having you hear me do that is, again, I'm a talk show host. Now, if you are the superintendent of schools for a county and a crazy shooting like what happened in Florida happened, shouldn't you stick with the news and read the stories and do the research as to what do other states do? Why am I educating the Pima County superintendent of schools about how many states allow teachers to carry, what there are, how many school districts in different states... Why doesn't he know this? Shouldn't he say, all right, if we want to protect our kids, what are options that we have? What are they doing in other states? Let's do research. Let's do this, blah, blah, blah. He never does it. None of them ever do it. Rachel Sedgwick, she was like, well, no, I saw it. She argued with me there was eight. I showed her the actual information. There were 18 states. These people, it's just like, what What do they do what, all day? Your job should be looking up research and doing this stuff. And they don't freaking do it. Never. I, it, it, that's what's frustrating. I'll get more of your reaction. Please stay where, where right where you are. I'm a little bit late, 7.33. We're going to continue in about 6. Right now, here's the latest from Fox. If you push his button, he'll push yours. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 7.40, how you doing? Three things that I think you need to know. Oh, and they're changing. Oh, are they changing? Unbelievable. Uh, Number one, the Austin bomber blew himself up. He's been identified, 24-year-old uh, white guy. Got to say that. That's how the media likes to do it, and I'll do that too. But when it's uh, not a white guy, shh, you racist jerk. Anyway, uh, he blew himself up as the cops were closing in on him. Nobody nobody knows. Nobody knows uh, why he did what he did, or nobody knows if there's even maybe other bombs or if he had help, but he at least is dead. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Tucson City Council acting as if Man, oh man, and I'm getting emails on this to explain it, which is really incredible. Um, acting as if 
they care about public safety, as if they're shocked that cops are leaving Tucson PD uh, and, and, and they don't know why or now they're realizing it's because of the pay. No, it's because of Magnus. That's what it is because of Magnus. Maybe a little pay, but it's mostly Magnus. And they're acting as if they, they're, they're trying to solve this now. And now that it's being called to the forefront, now, 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 this is, now we're on it. They've known about this for over a year. So they are disingenuous. Don't believe the hype. Uh, we'll see what happens. And now all of a sudden, the Tucson Police Union is acting like, okay, now things are getting better and blah, blah. I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. This is all a charade. And I hope that the rank and file at TBD stand up for themselves. Third thing, I think you need to know, this is another one right here. Uh, you notice you're not hearing a lot about that Maryland school shooting anymore? You want to know why? Because apparently the 17-year-old, Austin Rollins, he was the shooter. He's He's dead. 17 years old, he was a prohibited possessor. He was not allowed to have a firearm. You want to know why? Because they have a gun law in Maryland saying you can't own a handgun until you're 21 years old. So you know what would stop this from happening again? More gun laws. That's, this is not fitting the media's uh, narrative. Three things I think you need to know. I want to expand on that before we get to calls real quick. Because this is something I'll also bring up with uh, Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams tomorrow when he joins uh, me at 710. Um, He's 17, well below Maryland's 21-year age requirement to purchase or possess a handgun. But apparently, according to reports, he had a 9mm Glock. That's what he used to carry out the shooting. And you want to know how disingenuous and awful and lying and dishonest the media is? Democratic Senator Ben Cardin from Maryland. Throw me up over there if you don't mind. From Maryland, uh, Ben Cardin talked to the media about this shooting. Listen to what he said. That now it happened in Maryland, that we had a shooting in our own state, and that we need to act. That our students are demanding uh, safety in their schools. They have a right to expect safety in our schools, and they have a right to expect that their adults will act as adults and keep them safe. So there's what? no one answer, but we know common sense gun safety legislation will certainly save lives. We know that trying to protect our school buildings themselves. Hang on. What more do you need? There's already a law that says you can't do this. It's illegal. What, what other law is going to be thought of to make it happen again? What, what else can be done? You dishonest jerk. With resource officers makes a difference. You know, investing in mental health is smart to identify. They had a resource officer. He ran out there and he killed the kid because that's what needed to happen. He took down the shooter, good guy with a gun. You know, the government's not there to solve everything. People with problems earlier can, can help them and help us. So there's a lot of things we can do, but doing nothing is unacceptable. Do you believe you can get your Republican colleagues to agree with you and, and get something done? I can tell you that Americans are listening to our students, are listening to mm. common sense actions. The last poll I saw, I thought it was like 80 or 90 oh. percent of Americans want us to take action. I think what our political system will respond. That's all we need. Again, the law is there. I would love for you, if you don't agree, what, what exactly can be done? Dude snuck a gun into school. Metal detectors? Okay, pay for the metal detectors. But what, what laws? There's already a law that, stop, that makes it illegal for a, a person under 21 to possess a handgun. Maybe they had more janitors, like Rachel Sedgwick said in the school. Maybe they could have spotted this, right? Maybe the, maybe the janitors. 
Uh, and and we, we should go back to the Rachel Cedric sound bites too. Because I said, how are you going to stop? You know, if a kid brings a gun to school, how, how are you going to stop from bringing a kid to you know a gun to, a kid bringing a gun to school? Well, I will tell him it's illegal. That's what she said. I remember janitors with walkie talkies. You janitors walkie talkies. Let the janitor take unarmed janitors take the bullets. I mean, why not? Right. I got to find that damn soundbite. You know, I'll get to it in just a second. Let's take a uh, let's take a call. Chuck, welcome to KNST. Hello, Chuck. Good morning, sir. What's happening? So first off, our county superintendent of schools wants to high-five kids who are breaking a current law, which is truancy, where they're supposed to attend the education that I'm forced to pay for, even though I don't have children in school, and expect that generation to leave and respect the gun laws that they want to add to the books. Mm -hmm. So the hypocrisy of the left continues. Well, I don't even know if he wants to add gun laws. That's why I said, what gun laws? He's like, well, I don't know. He just pretty much said, I don't know to everything. Yeah, but you're, you're promoting kids to not do what they're told. In one, in one sense, we want to say that they're innocent little children who it's our responsibility to protect, yet well, now they're adults with all kinds of free speech rights, and they can leave school and go protest, yes. which you know maybe is a college thing because college is optional. But if, if you were allowing... More uh, choice for education, and I guarantee you if I built a school, every classroom would have a security door to the classroom. My fire alarm system would be incorporated with a mass notification system so I can tell the teachers, put the kids behind you. If teacher's smart, he'll have a lockbox in the classroom. If some situation like this happens, you put the kids behind you in the corner, and anybody that comes through that door... It's not going to be an accidental shooting because they'll be breaking down the door. There you go. That's the only time you need to shoot. It's Thank not you. going to be a, you're not going to run out in the halls and start trying to pick exactly. somebody off in the middle of the crowd. Exactly. You're, that this is the problem, Chuck. You have these people that say, "Well, the teachers are there to teach. They're not police." Nobody is asking the cops to go uh, the, the teachers to go out and chase down the shooter. We want them, them to be able to, no, we want them to, we want them to sit back in the class. And just sit, put the kids in a corner or in a closet, do something, turn a desk over, do what you can, and then have that gun trained on the door that if somebody walks through, you just, you, you empty your, your, uh, but you, you empty the gun. I'll give you away uh, an idea of how city of Tucson or TUSD spends our money in the schools. Okay. Towns and elementary, I went through and put an entirely new fire alarm system in it. They remodeled the kitchen. Then they closed the school. Now... When we remodeled fire alarm systems, they were very adamant to have back all the equipment that didn't work. That's why we were replacing it. But when they sold Townsend Elementary, they didn't go in and get one piece of brand new fire alarm equipment out of that school. They let it get demoed and torn down. Are you serious? I can, I'll, if I'm, uh, I'm lying, not doubting I'm you. I'm not doubting you. I'm just. Uh, so what a waste it's of not, taxpayer it's money. It's not their money, and yeah. they're only going to spend it how they want to spend it because yeah. it ain't theirs, and they don't care. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We need private education, and you watch. If, if private education was more readily available, the public education would go to the wayside. I agree with you. I Take care, my friend. Be good, Chuck. Thank you for that. That's incre- so Towson, they, they sell it back in. Because it's empty. They had to close schools, or they closed school, and they didn't go get the brand-new equipment and use it. Somewhere else. Wow. Uh, awesome TUSD. Hey, Rachel Cedric, talk about that one. I like to see Michael Hicks uh, talk about that as well. Wouldn't that make sense? Uh, let's go to uh, Mark. Mark, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Good morning, Garrett. Another day in paradise, bro. Yeah, man. What's up? 
Well, you know, I appreciate you bringing up the uh, shooting in Maryland, and I just uh, I just think it's very ironic that um, I'm not hearing any other media coverage about this. Mm-hmm. About uh, just, about what I just said that he was a, pro- a prohibited possessor. Well, yeah, you know, all that stuff is certainly uh, uh, part of the case. But the thing is, is that uh, a hard target uh, prevented, as so far as I know, anybody from being killed. And uh, two people, while they were wounded, there was a uh, armed resource officer in there who exchanged fire with that uh, yes. perpetrator. Yep. The perpetrator died, and uh, that may have kept you know another 10, 12, 15 people from being murdered. And that's the thing. A gun stopped a bad guy. A good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun. And what if and there, what, your, what if there and was no gun? there's your solution to the yeah, problem. Exactly, because what if there was no gun? How many more people would have been killed? Maybe he wouldn't have killed anybody. We don't know. We're not sure if, if exactly. he, may, he may have had a relationship and he just wanted to target those two people. We don't know. But Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter no. because really what the, what the in, incident was all about was there was somebody there to exchange fire, and it stopped it right in its tracks. Exactly. There was some, there was some uh, uh, injuries, unfortunate, but at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at what the opportunity cost was as far as uh, what that uh, murderer could have and probably would have done with a nine millimeter Glock. Yep. You're right. Great call. Thank you, Mark. Take care, man. 751 will continue. We'll get more reaction. I get more sound bites to play from the Dustin Williams interview as well. Uh, more about what there was a teacher suspended also, by the way, for questioning students walking out to protest. I'll tell you about that in the next hour as well, right here on KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. All right, it's 8.08. It is your morning ritual on this Trump Day with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. There are three things I think you need to know. The the bomber, the suicide or whatever, you know, he was a suicide bomber today or last night. Uh, the serial bomber in Austin has killed himself because cops are closing in on him. So he blew himself up in his vehicle as they approached. He's been identified as a 24-year-old white guy. And I say that because it's funny. The rest of the media does, too. If he was not white, what would they say? You know, you know shh, don't say they're Muslim. Shh. But I'm just telling you that's what happened. Now, they don't know if he had help. They don't know if there are other bombs on the loose, but at least he's dead. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the Tucson City Council, the mayor, they had a meeting with the city manager. They they had a retreat. It was a meeting inside a building, whatever. Uh, And they were trying to figure out what we can do, how we can really get the police officers paid so they don't leave. Oh, yeah. Do they knew about this problem for over a year? They've had, on average, eight officers leave a month. Now, all of a sudden, they care because they get called out on it? Give me a break. And Magnus could, he could, he was hired to do this. Until they fire Magnus, nothing is going to change. And they're not going to fire Magnus because they're all in the same wavelength. And that wavelength is crazy. Third thing, I think you need to know, not hearing much about that school shooting, are you? In Maryland, the one we talked about yesterday? Oh, you are not hearing much about that. Why? You see, Maryland has a law. Because you know people want more gun laws, right? They have a law. You can't possess, you can't buy, you can't own a handgun until you're 21 in the state of Maryland. So the 17-year-old broke the law. He used a 9 millimeter Glock. He used a handgun to 
shoot the girl and shoot the other guy. And then he was neutralized by a school resource officer, a good guy with a gun. So he broke an existing law. So the question is, why are people talking about more gun laws? Like, If it already says it's illegal to do this, right? It's illegal to do it. How is a new law going to stop them? Am I right or am I right? I think I'm right. If I'm wrong, you can let me know. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll get back to more um, Dustin Williams soundbites in just a second. Uh, Again, he's going to join me, the Pima County Superintendent, because I ran out of time. I had more questions. And he is cool enough to join me tomorrow morning at 710. I don't believe you want to miss that one. No, 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 no. Let's go back. So, again, really quick, I want I want more time. I want to play the Rachel Sedgwick soundbite. She's a TUSD school board member. Uh, she was <clears throat> interesting, to say the least, when she was on the show a couple of weeks ago with her ideas on how to protect schools. Okay, I'm being way too nice. She was out of her freaking mind. She literally had no clue. No idea. You want evidence? I got evidence. So the Maryland kid... It was illegal for him to possess a firearm. State law. Yet he brought it into school. It was a gun-free zone. That's also, those are, those are two laws that he broke right then and there before he shot anybody. If you bring a gun onto campus, you get it's five years in prison in Maryland. Right? So those are two laws that this kid broke. Then he shot people. That's even more laws. But we need more laws to stop this in the future. Bad people don't follow laws. If this isn't the most... Uh, Shining piece of evidence, I don't know what else could be. However, I asked Rachel Sedgwick, again, uh, the que- the great question. Can you play it one more time? Just just here we go. How do you stop someone from bringing a gun onto a campus? Well, uh, number one, yeah. you, you say you're not allowed to do that. And then if they do it, they, they get in trouble. What if so they do it and shoot a bunch of people? There's a there's a deterrent effect, right? The law has, has two purposes mm. or, or several purposes and, and one of them um, is to deter people from from doing bad things and so if I say well you're not allowed to have a gun here it doesn't guarantee that there are not going to be any guns there yeah that's what I'm saying so how do you how do you what stop it does that? is allow me to, to remove you from the scene if you bring a gun you, yeah like they removed that uh, <coughs> excuse me 16 um, uh, year old because they had to carry him out as he was uh, clinging to life and then eventually died, right? They removed him on a stretcher. Just clueless. Clueless. It's a deterrent effect. You know what a deterrent effect is, too? Not having a gun-free zone. That's it. <clears throat> That's it. I got a, a a text from Digital Mike. He listens in Chicago. He used to work here, and um, he chased a girl. He's still not engaged, is he? He moves there for a chick. And then he moves in with her, and he's not even engaged. I, I don't get it. Maybe he's listening to our advice. I don't know. Anyway, he wrote me a text and Ryan a text. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy who's a janitor. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you, uh, Digital Mike. You know, for a computer geek, he was pretty damn funny. He still is. He's alive, even though he's in Chicago. But he is alive. So I, I just don't get. I mean, what would Rachel Sedgwick say? All right, Rachel, this guy was literally not allowed. The multiple laws. He couldn't have a gun. Couldn't bring it on campus. He still did. What else are you going to do, Rachel? I mean, it's just insane to me. Anyway, uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome to KNST. Hi. 
Hey, how's it going today? I think it's going well. What do you think? I think it is going excellent. You're covering some awesome points this morning. Thank you, man. Um, so the reason I called in was you were talking about the three things you needed to know, and you were talking about how Tucson police is facing a shortage and they're doing their meeting. And yes. also in pertaining to your uh, interview with Dustin Williams, uh, talking about having your SROs on campus, I think maybe, you know, they ought to look at it. He was saying that they can't get the funding or whatever for some of these protections. I think maybe you kill two birds with one stone. Um, you have you know, like he said that you have the SROs. I think that's a place to start. I'm with you. I think any teacher that wants to have a gun should have it um, to protect themselves and their classroom. But you can kill two birds with one stone. I mean, yeah, you know, put up the job posting up there for the police to patrol the campuses, interact with the kids, show the kids that policemen are not scary or, or bad. And at the same time, you know, they're protecting our kids. Um, so I feel like those two things, you can kill two birds with one stone right there, protect our kids in the school and help them realize that officers are not bad and get more uh, positions for officers here in Pima County. You know, it's very interesting what you're saying. Um, and I get it. Some kids, if they don't have dads, families, you know, they, they need direction. They need guidance. I, I get that. I get that. Uh, however, look at what happened in Maryland yesterday. That mm-hmm. it looks like that maybe he was mad because um, he at one point had a relationship with the girl. Maybe mm-hmm. he shot the girl and her new boyfriend. You know that would have literally nothing to do with needing to have a relationship with police officers, right? School resource officers. So it had right, no, nothing right. to do with that. Um, I you know, and it, it costs money to have them in there. That's why to me. I think the most cost-effective thing to do is if a teacher wants to have a firearm, they feel confident enough, they can go through training, they want to do all this stuff. And we played so many different sound bites and, and we cited stories where teachers that never thought this was a good idea are doing it now in Ohio, other places, and they think it's great. Uh, I think it's more cost-effective to have teachers go through training. If they want, and even if it's only one teacher at a school, all of a sudden it's not a gun-free zone, and nobody knows how many teachers have guns. Nobody knows how many teachers don't have guns. They just know that there are guns on campus that could stop you. They don't know if every teacher does. So to me, the most cost-effective thing to do is to go have teachers that want to be trained, have them trained by the local sheriff's department, by, I mean, I guarantee you there are gun groups that will train teachers on what to do at no charge whatsoever. And, you know, and I, that that is the cheapest way to go because you don't have to pay extra SROs to be there. And let's face it, if there's a school shooter, again, they're always told to go lock the door and close the windows. Great. You know what? And and cover the windows. Do that. And then put yourself in a position uh, where you have your gun trained on the door. So if somebody is going to walk through, you're ready to unload. To me, that's what I think. But what do I know? No, I'm right there with you. And I feel like, you know, that. I agree with you. I feel like that would be a very good outcome. But if, you know, uh, Dustin Williams, he's saying that they want to have these SROs, I think that's a good start. I mean, if. But where are you going to get the money? And I get it. I get it. And I get it. But again, you know, there's no price on our kids' lives. But we have have to find the money somewhere, don't we? I mean, it costs money to do that. It costs money. So. Yeah, it does. So anyway. uh, Right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening, dude. I appreciate it. Uh, it costs money to do that. Where do we get it? And we shouldn't hold back on funding for kids. Let's let's face it. That's why I also asked him. Uh, again, we, let's treat it the same way. Would you put a no 
Uh, my home is a gun-free zone. Would you put that sign in front of your home? And he, he would not do that. That's why I want to talk to him tomorrow and say, well, if you wouldn't do that, if you would not put that sign in front of your home, why is it okay to have that sign on school grounds? Why is that okay? Right? <clears throat> Let's go to uh, Paul. I, I just saw Switzerland for a second. Paul, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hi, good morning. This is your Jewish, African-American, Caucasian guy who calls in now and then. <laughs> I remember now. from South Africa. Hello, Shalom. Swaziland, Swaziland That's originally. Right. That's okay. right. Yes. But your memory is good. Okay. Oh, there um, you go. Sure. Re- referring to the police chief, Magnus, yes. where he claims about charging uh, wealthier people higher fines for speeding. This is nothing new. This has been in existence for over 50 years in Switzerland. But if he's such a genius and he managed to copy that, why didn't he copy also the fact that every male in Switzerland until the age of 65 has to keep and know how to use his government-issued gun this is until the age of 65. Really? And Yes, sir. And once a year, he goes in for uh, testing, proficiency, use of the gun. And if he isn't accurate with the gun, he has to uh, have lessons for a week or two at his own expense. So there's something for him to chew on. Wow. Um, no, yeah, hang, yeah. That's hang the on, way hang it on. is in Switzerland. I got you. Now, hang on. But, just, just for the record, he, he retweeted a New York Times op-ed that called for uh, thinking, thinking about, you know, may, maybe we should, uh, to make it more fair, because poor people, if they if they get caught speeding or something, it's a lot of money to pay the ticket, and it could ruin their lives, but a rich guy, you know, he gets caught speeding, you know, he pays it, it doesn't do anything to him, so maybe we should have the rich people pay more and the poor people pay less, which I think is discrimination, but he tweeted that, he, re- he tweeted that story and commented that it was a, progr- uh, a provocative piece. I mean, there's a reason he tweeted, retweeted it because he he probably believes it's the right thing to do. Let's go after rich people more. That's that's what social justice warrior, police chief Chris Magnus is all about. Yeah, that's right. Then there's something else regarding cars. In Switzerland, if you have one car or you have a hundred cars, the license, the tags, we call them, those plates you have sure, on yeah. the car, yep, yep. which I think includes the insurance also, is calculated on the most expensive car that you have. So it doesn't matter how many cars you have. So if you have, as I say, 100 cars, and the most expensive car is 100,000, you're going to pay the license and uh, on that uh, 100,000. Well, they, they do that here in Arizona. They do it here in Arizona. If you buy a brand-new car, the cost to register it uh, for the tags yeah. is out yeah. of this world. It goes down every year. Yeah, but you don't need to pay license on all your other cars. What you do is you take your plate off your most expensive car and you put it on any other car that you are using because wow. they have worked out that you can only drive one car at a time. Are you serious? Smart. <laughs> are you yeah. serious? I am serious. You have you can have more than 100 cars and you have collectors there. So all you do is you take this plate and you take it off the most ex- or take it off the car you're using put it on another car put it on another car and you're always covered you know it's amazing that that country with such a dumb idea as that was so uh, so creative in in making knives i That's just don't true. get it 
You know? Yeah, the little, <laughs> the little one with the, the cross on it, you're right. Yeah. And besides, this thing with the guns, they've never been to war. The only uh, soldiers that are, in a way, uh, put to use is that they guard the Vatican. The yeah. Vatican is guarded by Swiss soldiers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, they never use the guns there in any case. Mm. May I refer to something very quickly that sure. uh, about uh, President Trump when he mentioned uh, SOB and everybody was very, very upset about it? Sure. Uh, um, Chuck Todd is referred to by the greatest philosopher born in the 20th century, Rush Limbaugh, as F. Chuck. Todd. Yes. There's a reason for that, and I think uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know why, and mm-hmm. I know why, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what Chuck Todd said, and nobody mm-hmm. complained. I think not. that's enough. I don't want to overstay my welcome. It's all about, well, no, you're not overstaying your welcome. Thank you so much for the phone call. Uh, I, I can listen to that accent. It's very soothing. That's why, uh, that's why guys like you are the best golf commentators. Very calm, very serene. What are you looking at me that way? Nobody wants to hear what you have to say, Ryan. It's very, very abrasive on the ears and the brain. You don't like my accent? Oh, it's horrible. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Chuck Todd. I, it, it's all about the narrative, all right? It's all about what they want you to know. That's they only know you. They they think you only know what they tell you. That's why Mika said, you know, it's our job to tell you what to think, and that's <clears throat> that's also why you're not hearing anything about this Maryland school shooter. Right, you're not hearing anything about them because again, it doesn't fit the narrative. There's nothing they can say. We need more gun laws, gun control. Well, there is the ultimate. He was literally not allowed to have it. Well, we uh, uh crap. Let's not bring this up. Yep, exactly. So avoid the tinfoil, the the tinfoil hats, and yeah. just uh, don't watch popular news sources. That's what I say. Now, and I talked to Saddlebrook people last week, and I spoke very loudly so they could hear me. Uh, that's what I said. Don't, don't believe it. And I cited off all kinds of examples. Hmm. So anyway, we'll see. Just listen to me. I'm real. It's true. I'm real. That's why I'm here. Anyway, 825. I'm late. We'll get more of your reaction. We got more of the, uh, the superintendent's uh, things to say. We got to get to that teacher that was suspended as well for questioning. Questioning uh, if they should let kids go out and protest guns. We'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. 840. Thank you for hanging out on this this Wednesday. It's already went Yesterday, I'm like, God, this week's going slow. Now it's already Wednesday. We only have an hour and 20 minutes left in the show. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Austin serial bomber blew himself up when cops were closing in on him. But uh, authorities don't know if there are other bombs still out there or if he had any help. Second thing I think you need to know, Tucson City Council and the mayor had a meeting with the city manager to act as if they were surprised about uh, Tucson police officers quitting because of Magnus and pay. And they're trying to do everything they can now to stop it from happening, even though it's happened for over a year. But now, because they've been called out publicly now, oh yeah, now. Now it's on. Give me a break. It's a charade. Don't fall for it. Third thing, I think you need to know, if you have not uh, heard anymore, you notice the media has gone silent about that high school shooting in Maryland. Well, it's because it doesn't fit 
their agenda. You see, the media loves calling for gun control, right? And more gun laws to solve problems. Well, it turns out that that uh, 17-year-old that did the shooting yesterday was not legally allowed to actually possess a handgun. And he used a 9mm, a Glock 9mm, to do the shooting. There is a law in Maryland that says you can't possess, own, buy anything. A handgun until you're 21. He's 17. What other gun law would stop him from doing that? See, there is none. And they've gone silent because of it. Three things I think you need to know. I'll put that story on my Facebook page also, by the way. Uh, let's play real quick. We'll get to your calls. I promise. I promise. We have more Dustin Williams soundbites to play as well. Uh, but let's play. There's this story. You have the, the story about, uh, yeah, number 34. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, there's a teacher. This is incredible, right? And again, we're going to talk to Dustin Williams tomorrow at 710. He's going to come back to Pima County Superintendent of Schools. Um, the Daily Wire, this is related. The Daily Wire interviewed a teacher from Sacramento, California. She's a high school AP American history teacher. Her name is Julianne Benzel. She said she was stunned without any warning, any explanation. She was notified by her school on the morning of the National School Walkout Gun Control Day, which was, what, a week ago today. She was notified that morning that she was placed on administrative leave. Wasn't told why or anything like that. And she's like, what's going on? She's very popular. She's been there for two decades. She's told the Daily Wire at around 8.30 in the morning on Wednesday, this is last Wednesday, I was notified by the school I had been placed on paid administrative leave. I received the call about a half hour before school started. I was emailed a generic leave form with no explanation for why they were suspending me. I was stunned. So what triggered this? She suspected it had to do with the politically charged gun control demonstration because of the timing. Right? She assumed the school would contact her for clarification on the grounds for the mysterious suspension. The first time she would learn of the school's rationale was when reporters knocked on her door Wednesday afternoon, right around the time school let out. She learned to her surprise the school told press why they suspended her before they informed her. To be honest, she said, I was hurt and disappointed of the way the school handled this. She learned from the reporters that complaints from a few students and parents about her merely asking them to consider the ramifications of schools officially endorsing a political demonstration had been determined by the school to be grounds for placing her on administrative leave. Yep. See, in her classes on Thursday and Friday before the gun control demonstration, she asked her over 120 students in her AP American history class to stop and consider if it was wise for if it was wise policy for schools to allow students to walk out of classes for a political cause. If the school backs a gun control demonstration, does it now have to back any form of political demonstration like a pro-life event? And that's what I said. Listen, cancel that. Before we play the latest, and now she's back in school because I realized they stepped in it, but they suspended her because she just asked the damn question and some snowflakes got offended. But let me just tell you, I asked, uh, I asked Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, play that one. 23. Listen to this. This was yesterday uh, at about 940 in the morning. Well, he's be, he'll be back with us tomorrow morning at 710. Here we go. So if students said we want to have a pro-life walkout to draw attention to that, would you be okay with that as well? You know, that's just something that I, I wouldn't be sure about. You know, those are different views that are have mm-hmm. nothing in, in regards to the gun violence. So uh, at this time, I can't really give you an answer as far as if it was a pro-life walkout or uh, any other walkout, but I can tell you that 
when it comes to gun violence okay, on campus. And he started talking about gun violence. So, I mean, I, I asked him, I said, what, what, you know, this is obviously a liberal cause. It wasn't, there was nothing, and he never mentioned, yeah, you know what, they walked out and I was proud of them because they were honoring the 17 victims. He never said that. We, we just want to let the students know that we love them and we want to hear them and yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's what he said. Hear them with what? They were supposed to honor the victims, but instead it became a gun control rally. It was a political demonstration. So let's get more from this. Let's play number 34. Julianne Benzel, a local uh, TV station, talked to her out there in Sacramento because she was reinstated. Listen to this. A local classroom sparking a national conversation about the politics of protests. If high schools or public schools are going to be places of civic activism, I could not be a better proponent for it. But it has to be um, afforded to any student yep. who wanted to protest anything. Yep. It's that opinion that got Benzel in trouble last Wednesday, the day of the national school walkout against gun violence in honor of the victims of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. It's called due process. Rockland High School put the history teacher on a paid leave of absence when she questioned whether schools would support walkouts for other polarizing political issues, mm -hmm. including abortion. Yep. A spokeswoman tells CBS 13 in part, the teacher was not penalized or placed on leave based on her viewpoints. The actions were taken due to complaints from parents and students. Ah, Here on yeah. campus, the free go. speech controversy has erupted on some of the teenagers' favorite form of expression, social media. Free the hashtag Free Mrs. Benzel is now as popular on campus as the school walkout. People are just referring, referring to it in classes, they're yelling it out around campus. She was pretty much just asking a question and the fact that she was put on administrative leave for uh, having her students think is honestly ridiculous. Yep. Some students feel the opposite is true. What she said was inappropriate. You're in a public school environment, you're surrounded by kids, people who are not able to make decisions on their own sometimes, and so you kind of just change their opinions. But Pause strong opinions. Are you kidding me? They're too stupid. So you, you sway their opinion with your own opinion. She asked a question, you little snowflake. Let's continue. And I just changed their opinions. But strong opinions is exactly what Mrs. Benzel is advocating for. I don't want a double standard in this country, and um, I think that is the next step. Uh, it needs to be addressed. Now, she tells me some of her students still want the school to address the question whether school officials would allow a pro-life protest in the same way they backed a demonstration about gun control. And it's a story we will keep following as long as it develops. There you go. So that's interesting. A couple of people complained and she got suspended. What a... It's the silencing, man. It's the silencing. Uh, that's why. Let's play number uh, 30 real quick. Dustin Williams yesterday, number 30. Uh, here we go. Listen to this. <clears throat> this whole conversation started, Dustin, with what happened in Florida, right? And right. it literally had nothing to do with guns. It, I don't know if you followed along with the news, sure. but, but the sheriff's department visited that young man's house 43 times. Um, the FBI received two tips. Then the story right. came out over the weekend that the school resource officer and two school counselors said they recommended that this young man be forcibly institutionalized. Right. And nobody did anything. Yet yes. people are talking about the guns. Let's continue. Let's play the next one real fast. Uh, 31. Here was the response. Here we go. I tell you, th th that is the most troubling part for me. And so I agree with you on that, Garrett. We've got these warning signs. We've got more than warning signs, actually, when we have these phone calls, numerous phone calls from numerous people. Um, and, and what are we doing about that? And, 
is that another uh, is that another area for us to visit of supporting our local law enforcement systems? Do they have the resources and are they able to make sure that they can get those phone calls taken care of and making sure that those actions can be um, protective for our, for our citizens? But when we do sit there and, and talk about the gun, 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 I think we are missing the point. Um, so I agree with you there. I think we need to really look more at what is happening in our system um, exactly. What are we providing mm -hmm. for for our schools, our law enforcement, and having these discussions with, um, hopefully, I would like to see more at the local level. There you go. I will play my favorite soundbite coming up and get more of your reaction. We'll do that at 910. Don't go anywhere. 850 KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Yes. How you doing? Everything good? You cool? All good? Yes. It is your morning ritual. I can't believe we're at the fourth hour already. It's flying by, isn't it? Isn't Jasmine's in here training. She'll be here tomorrow. Ryan will be gone. Finally uh, getting rid of that guy. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Gary Lewis with you here on KNST AM 790, <laughs> Tucson's most stimulating talk just for a day. Uh, be Jasmine, is it not, is it not like, is it not flown by? This is three hours in the tank. This is the fourth. Well, you got to turn the mic on. You got to turn the mic up. She's going to be the board operator and she the has mic the mic up. off and what's going on. There now she's going to get even more nervous. We just bust chops because we like to. See, we bust chops whether you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. I'm nervous. Oh, stop. Anyway, it's flown by. At least to me it has. And there are three things that I think you need to know. Number, By the way, she's been answering the phones telling people she's Ryan. Because Ryan sounds kind of feminine. Hi. Hey, Miss T, can I help you? <laughs> and that's a little bit different. That's a bit creepy. And that's... Uh, that's... That's when I call you. It's gross. Hi, this is Garrett. That's... You're not kidding. <laughs> Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Can I babysit your kids? No. No. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, number one, the the Austin bomber has blown himself up. Happened last night. Uh, he's a 24-year-old guy. The media is gleefully reporting him as white because that's what they do. If you report anybody that's a terrorist to be Muslim, you better watch it. You, you, you. So anyway, he's a 24-year-old guy. Nobody knows why he did it, what he did. They don't even know if there's extra bombs that he has around or he had any help, if he had any help or not. But he blew himself up when the cops were converging on his vehicle. He traded some shots with them, and then he blew himself up. Yep, what a, what a nut job. Second thing that I think you need to know, we'll get to this, Tucson police uh, leaving in droves thanks to Chris Magnus's stupid policies and uh, social justice activism. And they're apparently getting paid a little bit more in other places. And this has been happening for over a year now, but since they were publicly called out by the police union, all of a sudden the council and the mayor, they're like, we need to do something about this. This is our number one thing. This has been happening for over a year. You've let this happen. To, you've, the police chief told you we've, we're losing on average eight officers a month. We're now at staffing levels that were there in the 1980s, yet there are many more people in Tucson. That's called not good. But now you act like you're doing something about it. You're full of crap. We're on to you. We know it. You're a joke. We'll have more on that. Third thing, I think you need to... That's why people like the show, because I'm blunt like that, right? They get it. They dig it. No? Maybe. 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 That's part of it. And the good looks. I mean, it's always the good looks. Sorry if I'm sniffling. I'm still suffering a little bit, but I'm suffering for you. 
and the soup. Third thing I think you need to know is uh, if you're wondering why the media has gone radio silent about the high school shooting in Maryland yesterday, it's because it doesn't fit their agenda. The shooter was 17 and he had a handgun. He brought a handgun with him, according to reports, a Glock 9mm. There's already a gun law, already a law, I should say, on the books in Maryland that says you can't possess a handgun unless you're 21. So when the media is like, well, crap, if we call for more gun laws, there's, it's, already, it's pretty much the one right there. What gun law is going to stop? Oh, crap, we can't let people know. All right, let's ignore this. That's exactly what is happening. Three things that I think you need to know. <clears throat> and really quick, on that note that I just told you, there is a lying piece of garbage politician named Democratic Senator Ben Cardin. I could say that, and I say that about Republicans, Democrats, anybody that I think is a lying piece of garbage. Why, why do I have to show them respect when these clowns lie through their teeth, right? I mean, why? There's no, we're past that point. We elected Trump. There, we call it like we see it. It is what it is. You tell me I can't call this guy names? Are you nuts? Well, you cheap. It cheapens nothing. This is what you're thinking. So Democratic Senator Ben Cardin was talking to the media about the shooting in Ireland, where I just told you again there are a lot. The, the kid broke two laws right away, and he's dead now because he was stopped by a good guy with a gun, a school resource officer. So he broke two. He broke two laws. One, he was not allowed to have a a handgun. Secondly, if you bring a handgun onto any school campus in Maryland, it's five-year prison sentence. Just like that. Boom. So those are two laws that are supposed to be the, uh, they're supposed to deter people, like Rachel Sedgwick would say. Yet, you want to know what Ben Cardin told the media? Throw me up over there if you do not mind, uh, Miss Jasmine. Thank you very much. Here we go. That now it happened in Maryland, that we had a shooting in our own state, and that we need to act. We, that our students are demanding uh, safety in their schools. They have a right to expect safety in our schools, and they have a right to expect that their adults will act as adults and keep them safe. So there's no one answer, but we know common sense gun safety legislation will certainly save lives. We know that trying to protect our school buildings themselves with resource officers makes a difference. We know investing in mental health is smart to identify people with problems earlier can, can help them and help us. So there's a lot of things we can do, but doing nothing is unacceptable. Do you believe you can get wow. your Republican colleagues to agree <laughs> doing with you and, and get something done? I can tell you that Americans are listening to our students, are listening to common sense actions. The last poll I saw, I thought it was like 80 or 90 percent of Americans want us to take action. I think our political system will respond. Can you define taking action? Doing nothing is not acceptable. What exactly are you going to do then? I mean, why should the media follow that up? If the media was smart, they'd say there's already a law that says it was illegal for him to actually hold a handgun, to possess one. So what law, what could you do that would stop this? But of course they don't ask him that because the media is stupid. So you heard this guy. No, we got to do something. And the latest poll says this. Wait, I want to stay elected. We poll, poll, poll. And I got a great response on a tweet uh, from a listener. And um, this listener said uh, about what Ben Cardin said. He said, governing by polls is proof that Ben Cardin and many others don't understand we're a constitutional republic, not a democracy. I mean, everything's by poll. What is, what is going on? We got to... Well, they want us to do this, so I'm going to do it. And they want us, you know what? Americans want you to build the damn wall. You're not doing that. You're not funding that. This is why this guy is just another lying, scheming. He's like McCain. They're all dirtbags. Like Jeff Flake, dirtbags. 
Is that too rough? I don't think so. So uh, that's the latest when it comes to that story from from Maryland. You, you get you get the real deal when you listen to this show. Nobody else wants to tell you like it is. I don't know why, but it, again, doesn't fit the narrative. Now, um, by the way, there's another related story. There's one survivor from the Florida school shooting that is completely different than the the others that are getting the media attention. You know, the gun grabbers, the one that want gun control, everything else, the David Hoggs. There's one student named Kyle Keshev. Have you heard of this one? We've played his sound bites on the show. He's the one conservative student that is calling out his fellow students for being hypocrites and calling for gun laws that wouldn't make a difference and everything else and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he was supposed to do an interview with CNN. And the anchor, Brooke Baldwin, canceled it at the last minute. Why? He tweeted that he was excited to do the interview on CNN. Um, now, again, CNN lets all these students say all kinds of fake things, incorrect things, factually incorrect things, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, I'm excited to go on the show. This is a student that was there that has a different point of view. CNN doesn't want people to hear that. See, apparently, uh, he tweeted out an article uh, when he said, I'm excited to appear on our show, where a uh, sports radio host, Clay Travis, called Brooke Baldwin a fake news hypocrite. I don't know if her feelings were hurt. I don't know what it is. But apparently, that was enough for Brooke Baldwin to say, screw this, I'm not interviewing this kid. Yep. Uh, Kyle Kashev tweeted, can't wait to be on Brooke's show tomorrow. And he tweeted out an article. Um, Cash of accused CNN in a, uh, this is a daily call with the story, in a subsequent tweet of using the article as an excuse to avoid having an even-sided discussion of gun control. He tweeted, my friend just got a call from CNN. They're canceling my interview because I quoted a tweet where Clay Travis called Brooke Baldwin a fake news hypocrite and was quoted in the title. But don't worry, CNN, he writes. Don't worry, CNN really wants to have the other side on as long as they're complicit. They canceled it. What do you expect, right? That's CNN. Now, um, I want to play a couple of uh, champion sound bites. Let's play them back to back to back. We'll cut them off. Um, and this is this is just uh, remarkable. This just goes to show you again. Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams was on the show this time yesterday. We have highlights. He's actually going to be on the show again tomorrow at seven ten. Gonna be confirmed with Ryan. He was great on the phone. Didn't complain, right? He was cool. Yeah, he was real nice. Now with the, with the whole interview, let's be fair. It just sounds like he doesn't really know anything that's going on, which is quite frightening, considering he's an elected official that has the power, I guess, or the influence to do something. We don't know what that is, but something. Um, we played for you all. That was it just in the last half hour. Jasmine played the one about uh, he about pro life. Would you back a pro life walkout? Yeah, we did. Okay. So here we go about gun free zones. 26. Here we go. 26. Me and uh, Dustin Williams down by the schoolyard. Here we go. Uh, this is hit. No, this is uh hit review. IOC. There you go. Listen to this. Here we go. Um, do you think that gun free zones invite people to come in and shoot people? Cause they know nobody can stop them. You know, I don't think so. Hmm. I think what we have here is, I think we have a much deeper issue. I think we need to start talking about uh, what are we doing for mental illness in the schools? What does that look like? Looking at a needs assessment for, are we making sure that students are um, available of resources? Are they, do they have an outlet to have a discussion? Okay, that's it for now. Right, listen, they do need to figure out what's going on with mental illness. I'm not going to deny that. 
But this is also involved, the whole gun-free zone thing. So I continued, okay? Let's play the next one, 27, because I was kind of surprised. But I like to do my job, listen. So all of these shootings at schools are where the schools are gun-free zones. You don't see a correlation there. I don't. Uh, you know, we see shootings all over the nation and in areas where there's gun-free spots, and, and, and we still see things happening like that. Yeah, so that, that's, that's the point. Don't, don't you want people to be able to defend themselves? Or do you think it's a deterrent if they, if they realize somebody could have a gun inside there? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good question. It's a good point. I mean, is, is there opportunity to have these conversations with our stakeholders in the community? I think absolutely. I mean, to just say that we're not going to have a, a discussion about it is, you know, I think that would be unfair to the voices of all people. So here's the thing. I give him credit for acknowledging it, saying, you know, it's not bad. The frightening thing is, if this guy never came on my show, would he even consider that? It's a legitimate point. It's one of the things I want to ask him tomorrow. I'm tipping my hand a little bit, but I'm fair that way. So that's one of my frustrations, is that these people that are in elected positions or positions of power and influence, and they can make policy... They don't seem to do the same homework that I do on these things to find out where is it. To me, I'm always like, all right, if you see success, you imitate it. That's what the National Football League does, you know, hockey, any. If you see something working, they copycat. Everything's a copycat league, and then somebody will figure out a way to do it better. It's how it works in business in real life, too, right? I mean, somebody will think of a business. I see that. I'm going to copy it, but do a little bit better. That's what you do. So why not find out where there are schools that let teachers carry or where there's no school shootings what are they doing what can we do to copy that to make everything safer that's what should happen but let's continue then i asked him the ultimate at uh, at 28 here we go uh dustin williams yesterday on the show here we go would you put a big sign in your front yard this home is a gun-free zone Oh, you know what? I, I, I put a, I, I do have a sign. I have a sign in my yard that says uh, we have a security system. Um, now, why, now, why do you have that? Now, let me ask you this. Why do you have that sign there? Yeah, maybe to, to deter people from yeah. coming inside. You could look at it that way. That's a good point. Yeah. So would, but, you, would you, but if, you, if you're so confident, if you think it's not a problem and you're okay with schools being gun-free zones, would you have your own home as a gun-free zone? Well, I do have a gun-free home. Well, okay, so would you have a big sign out there and tell people, this is a gun-free, my home has no guns, this is a gun-free zone inside this house? Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure about that, that well, question. I don't know. Well, uh, that, that's the thing, that, is that because you wouldn't want to put your family in danger by letting people realize, I can go in there and have my way and can't be stopped, but people entrust their kids to go into your schools and their giant gun-free zones. They, people realize there's nobody in there that can stop me. Well, and I think that's the importance of having a, a good SRO system, a member of our community, whether it's part of the sheriff's yeah, department the or part of the Tucson Police Department or any sort of policing organization, to let our, our professionals be armed. I think uh, most people understand that uh, SORs uh, can be armed and that uh, sheriffs and our law-abiding uh, professionals are armed. And I think at this point that probably would be sufficient and is sufficient but when we don't have the funding to have these individuals in our school mm. or we don't have a good plan to make sure that we have uh, proper resources for the school, for the SROs. 
He avoided the question. That's why tomorrow when he comes back on the show at 7.10, I want to start from that. And I want to get to possible solutions, his ideas, that kind of stuff. But that was it. You know, if you would not put up a sign outside of your home saying this is a gun-free home and it's a gun-free zone because you think it might be dangerous to your family, why is it okay to have that same sign outside of a school with other people's kids there? Why? How is it not dangerous for the kids in school, but it's dangerous for your own family? Right? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, we will continue. As a matter of fact, we'll get to the TPD stuff. Uh, however, I'm just seeing uh, some stuff from Martha McSally. Martha McSally. She has gone full circle to try to get elected. Wait till you hear what she said yesterday at the White House. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, the media is having fun with this one. Uh, wait till you hear it. It's coming up. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Leading talk. 929 on this uh, this Thursday. On Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. Man, I'm getting ahead of myself. Tomorrow, 710 in the morning, uh, Pima County Superintendent Dustin Williams will join me. Uh, again, to continue our conversation, it should be very interesting, right? Of course, you can hear the original conversation at KNST.com on my page, my Facebook page if you like it and follow it, my iHeart Radio channel, where you have like a million places you can find the interview. Um, sunny, high about 84 today. Should be beautiful. Real quick, Martha McSally, before you do your phone calls, Martha McSally at the round table on Sanctuary Cities with President Trump and other people. This is what Martha said. Uh, as we look in Arizona, we often look into the dangers in the southern border. But if these dangerous policies continue out of California, we might need to build a wall between California and Arizona as well. Now, that's funny. I like it. Who wouldn't want that, right? But hang on. Wait, no, throw me back over there. Dangerous criminals out of our state. <laughs> but, she, but she follows it up. To keep these dangerous wall between California and Arizona as well. To keep these dangerous <laughs> criminals out of our state. Well, I mean, it's, but seriously, they cannot just provide sanctuary for these criminals. Okay. So, listen, she made her point in that aspect. The media are now starts, Martha McSally calling to build a wall between California and Arizona. That's only going to help her. Sorry to Kelly Ward. It's only going to help her. But isn't it funny how all of a sudden Martha McSally has gotten extremely tough in the past six months on illegal immigrants? Trump ran on this. She wouldn't back the damn guy. It's just funny. She's going to, like, even, like, extreme jokes. Not extreme, but she's going, like, like big time. I care so much I'm going to say this is a joke, but you know there's some truth behind it, too. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> wouldn't even vote for the guy, still won't say if she voted for the guy, but she is, man, she's really glommed on to that, hasn't she? Oh, yeah, hang on. Mike, welcome to KNST, hello. Hey, Garrett, hope you're feeling better. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying, thanks for putting up with me. Yeah, I was uh, listening to your interview with um, the councilman yesterday. Not, and a, not a councilman, super, county superintendent, just, county superintendent. Yeah, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to him today, and, and it suddenly occurred to me that he sounds like He's just now hearing a legitimate opposition, um, you know, uh, discussion, yep. and it's kind of throwing him off a little bit. So it should be interesting to see what he says tomorrow because he sounds like he's actually starting to think about what you were saying. I mean, you know, he's been parroting the uh, party line for so long that he really didn't have any other um, any other options, I guess. So, and, it, and isn't that the that frustrating point. thing? Is that like you're the county superintendent? You should be looking at ways, all options, all options should be on the table to try to make schools more safe for students and teachers and staff that work there. And it's yeah. as if he's like, again, he's shocked at hearing this. Like, it's the first time. 
it did. It was it was amazing. It's like all he wanted to do was discuss, conversation, talk, and that's fine. But there comes a time when you got to put that into some kind of practical, um, you know, thing. And it, it's like he just never considered that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say about it tomorrow. Well, me, me too. I don't know if you ever uh, read it. I, I never did. I Googled uh, and did research. It's what I do. He apparently mm-hmm. wrote an op-ed at the end of December in the local paper uh, about TUSD and how to fix TUSD. And he said, I had conversations no. with uh, someone about this and blah, blah, blah. And it was, like, it was like three or four paragraphs of literally nothing. Like, I'm not trying to rag on the guy, but if you Google his name and um, you know, the, the local paper or whatever, you'll see it. You'll see it come up. And he literally talks about the best way to start to fix TUSD is to start to be positive about it. That was the whole thing. Turn the negative into a positive and ask yourself, how can I help? That, how that, about we that was get rid of some of the dead weight that's in there and some of the dangerous weight that we've gotten, you know, start see, uh, making it more safe. See, that that's the difference between a person with his mindset and a person with our mindset, is that we we don't live in a land of vagueness and random statements. We live in a land of results. And that's yeah. what we want, and we want to make changes by actually doing something. Not all of a sudden yeah. saying, let's just be positive. It'll magically change. Nah. Yeah. That works kind of, but not in this situation. No, I mean, no. you, you've got to do something. You've got to make some real changes. And uh, I hope he's starting to figure that out because we don't need any more like him. Yeah, well, thank you. And I, again, we'll give him credit. Well, if he comes back on the show and he says he's going to tomorrow, I have more questions I for do. him. I so. do. At least he's actually open to some new suggestions or at least, you know, coming on to try and see if he can, you know, uh, maybe talk to you about it. So, yeah, kudos to him for doing that. Exactly. Thank you very much, man. It's tomorrow morning at 710. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Tomorrow morning at 710 right here on KNST. Uh, listen, Sunlighting. Sunlighting. Broadway near Swan. Sunlighting.com. They are the lighting experts. Before we continue. At Sunlighting, they go above and beyond. They, I'm telling, I've experienced this. They don't just sell lighting. They literally live lighting at Sunlighting. At Sunlighting, they provide you the best service. They literally have certified lighting specialists that will make a, a, a home visit. That's what they do at Sunlighting. They literally will go to your home. Instead of going to some lighting store or some big box store, whatever it is, and you tell the guy, hey, you know, I have an issue. I have a problem. The lighting is terrible in my living room. They go, okay, well, we have these lights here and these. Well, what should I use? I don't know. I've never been to your house. Well, I don't know what to do. Forget all that. You go to Sunlighting Broadway near Swan, and they have the largest lighting showroom, and they will actually make an appointment to go to your home with ideas, with books, with different things, and they will map out a plan. This is what we think you need. You need lights here. You need this here. You need LED here. You need. It's amazing. They did it for my wife and me. They changed the, uh, dramatically the look of our kitchen. We could actually see. We have a big kitchen. You, know, you could actually see in our kitchen. So if you want the best service, the best products, and by the way, they will match anybody's price in town. You bring it to them, they will match it. You need to go to Sunlighting, Broadway near Swan and sunlighting.com. Um. Boom, yes. Loving it, 943. I like this beat. I want some paw wax. I never get treated like that. Some paw wax? Yeah. I think we can arrange that. Does it hurt? Anyway... <laughs> Three things that I think you need to know. Bop, bop. Yes, number one. The Austin uh, serial bomber dead blew himself up when cops converged on his vehicle. They found him and he blew himself up. They don't know if he had other bombs planted, though, or mailed off, and they don't know if he had any help. But at least he's dead. Second thing that I think you need to know. 
Tucson police uh, getting uh, underpaid, having to deal with Chris Magnus's stupid policies. So they're leaving in droves. He admitted months ago they're leaving eight a month. And the city council's acting as if they're just finding out about this. We're working hard to stop this. Why? Because now the public knows. Uh, they had a retreat where they're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, uh-huh, sure, whatever. I have emails about that I'll get to. Third thing I think you need to know, um, the Maryland high school shooting has dropped off the media's radar because they can't push their agenda. Do you want to know why, how, all this stuff? Very, very, very simple. The 17-year-old shooter, dead, but he's 17. Maryland has a law that says you can't possess a handgun, which is what he used, until you're 21. So he already broke the law, but a gun law is supposed to stop him from doing it, right? It's supposed to stop him. Didn't stop him. So what can they actually say? Nothing, so it's dropped off the radar. I have that story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Three things I think you need to know. Um, I'm telling you, they, they literally have no answers to any of this. Uh, and we played the Rachel Sedgwick soundbite. About we should almost do that again. We'll get we'll get to that. However, now this is the story, right? This is the situation. Is there something fishy up about this? I'm getting emails about it, right? Tucson uh, police—they're in a major—they're at a problem, and it's and it's really the citizens that are suffering as well because we don't have enough police on the street. I met a guy yesterday, um, uh, a man who's serving our country, came to the radio station to tell me a story. Uh, there was a bad accident. It it, it was in Tucson. Um. A friend of his, his wife got uh, T-boned, car spun around, the car that T-boned her spun around and then took off. <clears throat> Lady that got hit, car, she needed to go to the hospital, car was total, you know, and it was just, it was not drivable. It was drivable, it was just, it was bad accident, right? A T-bone. She called 911. She waited two hours. Nobody showed up. It was a major accident. Nobody from TPD showed up. Again, they're at staffing levels. From the 1980s. Guess what? Our population has grown. There are staffing levels that we have not seen since the 1980s. This has happened for a very long time. And I got messages from TPD members. Because it's not... And listen, until they fire Magnus, and I don't think they're ever going to fire Magnus because he's doing exactly what they wanted. They hired, The same council and mayor hired Magnus. It's the same mindset, but a, uh, an employee of TPD wrote me a message, said, if the city council wants to know what to do with the police department, they should ask us. I had, let's just say, <clears throat> um, someone, some, I don't want to say the position at TPD, but I had this person at TPD tell us yesterday that patrol would forego a 25% raise just to see Magnus leave and his policies go away. So I replied back, and I said, I bet. I said, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what uh, TBD rank and file say about this guy, and he replied back, you have no idea. No idea. So if they knew this was happening for a very long time, why didn't they act upon it? We've been talking about it for months on this show. The bad morale, people leaving, it's dangerous. And then somebody from TPD, uh, the, the police union, Sergeant Tony Archibald, called them out at a city council meeting a week or two ago. Said, hey, we, we, you know, we're at horrific staffing levels. We're having people leave. We need more money, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I get it, right? I get it. 
But then I get an email from a retired TPD officer. He says, TPOA, that's the union, the Tucson Police Officers Association. He said, they've been at the bargaining, uh, they've been the bargaining agent for cops for a long time. For the last 10 years, TPOA has pretty much done nothing about paying conditions. They have a working relationship with the city manager. What has changed? Well, they're facing a national labor relations election caused by a challenge from the Fraternal Order of Police to represent the cops within about three months. So he writes, I'm convinced this whole charade by the council is an attempt to sway just enough votes to keep TPOA on the leash. And I'm betting TPOA is in on it too. And by the way, I know you guys listen. You, you're more than welcome to contact me if you want to come on the show. He said, a few will go, wow, finally things are going to get better. Fueled by a small raise, no doubt. So TPOA wants to continue to have control. I guess maybe this guy's basically saying the council and the mayor are willing to take a couple of public hits to try to make them look like they're doing something and make it look like the TPOA is doing something and they're gonna, the council's going to give in. And that way, the officers will back the current police union. And then that way, the council and the mayor can continue to have their way. Interesting stuff, isn't it? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Huh. And again, I don't understand the whole thing about Magnus. I just don't get, he's acting as if he's surprised by this. They all know it. So I'm saying it's, it's just a big, it's a show. It's fake news. It really is. It is fake news. Have you ever seen Chris Magnus get out there and stand up for his officers? For Tucson police? We deserve this. We deserve that. Have you ever? I've never seen that. Have you? Back to blue? I, I haven't seen it. I have seen him stand out there with Black Lives Matter people and hold up a big sign when he was the chief in Richmond, California. But this is what this guy does. He tweeted out uh, this. He's such a. He is such a wannabe politician. He's a social justice warrior. He tweeted out 15 hours ago. A story about Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions is a speak in Nashville at the International Association of Chiefs of Police, right? And Magnus commented on the story. Apparently, Jeff Sessions' goal is to throw research and best practices to the wind in favor of ideology and fear-mongering. He writes, experts on the right and left agree increasing the prison population runs counter to reducing crime and improving community safety. What does this guy know anything about community safety when he has literally let, he has let... Tucson police, the number on the streets, fall back to the levels of the late 1980s. What does he know about community safety when it comes to that? Nothing. Nothing. Let's even hear the Tony Archibald guy. I don't know what's going on with this, if they're all in on it or what. Um, can you go down, uh, Ryan? I want to play uh, the, the two sound bites of Tony Archibald. And we'll get, we'll get people talking. Um, let's go down. Okay. Right. Uh, 32 and 33. This is what Archibald said to, uh, I believe Tucson news now and then KVOA, the TPOA guy. Here we go. City just keeps on recycling, uh, officers by allowing officers to go to other agencies. We essentially throw away $140,000 every time we allow someone to go to another agency for a $5,000 raise. And it's time now that we have a little bit of money to really go out and uh, have an impact on the, the salaries for our employees that have stuck it out with us. Wow. 
Wow. Now, you hear that? It costs 140 grand to train someone, and then Tucson let people walk for 5,000 bucks. How is that good for taxpayers? Shouldn't Magnus be held accountable for this? Why isn't the mayor holding... I think they're all... Listen, I think at least Magnus and the mayor... They're all in on this charade because nobody is holding anybody else accountable. Nobody is calling anybody else out. That's where my spidey sense comes in and says, somebody's got to be a blame for this, and politicians love to blame others for problems so they don't get caught with it. And I got an email from uh, my friend Betsy Smith, her and Dave, the foremost uh, police trainers in the country, and they live here in Tucson, and they listen... Even when they go around to train people, listen to iHeart Radio app. The P, she said that was the largest police union to endorse Trump. I'm a member. Can't have that happen here in Tucson. We'll continue. 953, it's KNST.